This episode is brought to you by Tresta. Tresta is an app for iPhone and Android that lets you do business calling and texting from anywhere with no hardware, just the smartphone you're already using. Tresta is the best business phone app on the market, whether you're freelancing, working remotely, or running a small business. Growing your network and your business is all about communication. You've got to be available no matter where you are. Tresta offers the call management features that empower you to communicate smarter and more efficiently like auto attendance, call recording, user groups, and more. Tresta is easy to configure so you can set everything up yourself all online. Tresta's virtual phone system makes it easier and more affordable to set up a fully functioning mobile office. It's just $15 per user per month with no contract. So start your free 30-day trial today at Tresta.com slash frequency. That's www.tresta.com slash frequency. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm full of optimism. Einstein's theory of relative. About the future innovation and growing strength in the air. This is Finding Your Frequency. With your hosts, Jeff Spinard and Ryan Treasure, it's time to speak up, share your voice, and hear from the thought leaders. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another fantastic episode of Finding Your Frequency. I'm your host, Ryan Treasure, and man, do we have an awesome show for you guys to listen to today. I was sitting in my house yesterday and I was thinking back on you know the the time that I've been in in terrestrial radio or internet radio dating back all the way to 1997 uh, in my days at AM radio 1100 here locally in Arizona being a, a an associate producer making phone calls for executive producers trying to sell advertising and then deciding that you know as much as uh, selling is, is is padding the pockets of a lot of people in the radio industry I was really more more of a tech guy uh, and I found my way back into the control room you know hitting some knobs and flipping some switches uh, running programming on AM and FM radio stations for four years talk radio uh, music radio all of the above and then you know moving over here to Voice America uh, at the time in 2003 when it was considered new media and the word podcast didn't even exist and now here we are 2020 in the midst of a pandemic and there are more people doing on-demand audio podcasts right now than ever in the world. Uh, I think the last time I looked it up, there was 1.2 million podcasts across the sphere, an industry that's generating billions of dollars in advertising while everybody's trying to figure out how do we quantify downloads versus streams and listens. And there's so many different things that are happening in the space. And we're going to talk to somebody today who is the creator and host of her business, her voice, her conversation. It's a podcast streaming worldwide on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and of course, everywhere else that. Uh, podcasts are there. You know, Margot Lovett is just a fantastic human being. After 26 years of gainful employment, she found her frequency, and we're going to find out how. Margot, welcome to the show. Ryan, it is a pleasure to be here with you. <laughs> We appreciate you taking time out of your schedule. I know you've been, uh, you know, working really hard on launching your podcast academy, and we'll talk a little bit more about that later on in the show. Uh, but you know, let's 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 cut to the chase, Margot. You know, twenty six years of employment in your standard nine to five or corporate business job, and you just decided to jump ship, pull the parachute, 
and follow your own passion. So tell us the story about how you found your frequency in life and in business and why do you do what you do now? Well, you know what, I tell you, there was a little bit of drama behind uh, pulling that parachute and uh, something, there was a disagreement between myself and management concerning a, um, something happened. And I won't go into detail with that, but I looked around one day and podcasting had always been a hobby. You know, before I really thought, oh, I'm out of here. It had been a hobby, did it on the big Mothership Live 365 and did some terrestrial radio. So it kept my sanity and I love music and talking to the musicians and that type of thing. So um, when I looked around and I decided it's time to leave, I can't do this any longer. I just got my trusty sweater and some pictures and I was out. I, I really uh, just left that arena, uh, walked off, cleared my mind and my head, did some game show hopping. I live out here in Southern California. So for a year I did game show hopping, but there was always something about podcasting. I just missed it so much and I had to go back to it and had already created a business plan. I was going to move it from hobby to uh, monetization. It was going to become a business. And one day that that day came and the rest is history. I hired myself a coach, the best coach I could hire, and uh, he brought out different parts of me. He caused me to learn how to podcast, as I say, from the inside out. And that's the reason why I, at age 61, I was able to create and launch and I'm still doing her business, her voice, her conversation and loving every minute of it. That's awesome. You know, I think there's some fantastic synergies with uh, with what you're doing with your radio show, your podcast, uh, and then also with what you're building with uh, the Podcast Academy. This radio show, Finding Your Frequency, actually started off um, as a mechanism to kind of uh, help people to hone their message. Uh, the CEO of Voice America wrote a book called Finding Your Frequency, How to Broadcast Yourself and Your Message. And the first 26 episodes of this show, we literally walked people through how do you define your message? How do you define your audience? You know, what what is the best medium for you to get your word out? Is it video? Is it audio? Uh, you know, is it uh, standard media with press releases or whatever the case may be in that space? Or, you know, and then how do you define your goals? Right. And then planning your strategy behind that and the basic structure of a broadcast, you know, and we're bringing in experts and radio talk show hosts and uh, technologists uh, all in the space and talking about, you know, uh, your your broadcast toolkit and how how to find guests and how to build an audience, how to keep that audience, all of those things, which are, you know, extremely important in the podcast world. And, you know, so we did 26 episodes um, on on this and, you know, ended up with the last chapter of the book was called monetizing your broadcast, uh, which is kind of where you are now. And, and you, you, you really have to take a step back and, and internalize why you're doing a radio show or a podcast before it can even be effective. Tell us a little bit about your journey, uh, with how you came up with conversations with successful, you know, reinvented women and men on your show called her business, her voice, her conversation. Well, I tell you, I, I knew once I decided I was going to go back to podcasting, I, I looked around when I left corporate and I couldn't find 
the resources. I couldn't find the shows that satisfied where I was going. I knew I was going to reinvent myself, become a podcaster, become an author, become an entrepreneur. And to become an entrepreneur was like speaking a foreign language, but I knew that that's where I had to go. So I thought about all of this. And after uh, after some thought and deliberation, and I'm Christian, yeah, I prayed. I just thought, hey, create a show that will help people find their voice, to find the strength to reinvent themselves. And my my main word is reinvention because I find that when you are making that transition out of the nine to five uh, corporate, wherever you're coming from, it takes some grit and some gumption to be able to write your book, some know-how, how to do I do this. To become a podcaster, I've been doing it, but to actually do it on the level that I saw myself doing it, I knew that I had to really step up my game. And of course, to enter into the entrepreneurial field, I knew that I had to align myself with experts, those that were doing it, those that had written their books, those that were podcasters, are podcasters. And I found that person, I found all of that in one person. And I aligned myself to that gentleman for two years. Everything he wanted me to do, I did it. We built her business, her voice, her conversation. It is all about giving how-tos and information and much inspiration to those that are looking to reinvent themselves, become authors, uh, podcasters, and entrepreneurs. It's a big subject. There are a lot of people that are seeking answers how to and you know once you get to a certain age you don't want to keep throwing spaghetti up against the wall can i connect with somebody who is going to really show me how this works and be transparent enough to tell me about their failures but then we can celebrate all the all the good things that they're bringing to me that makes sense ryan Oh yeah, oh yeah. I, I've I've been in radio for the better part of my adult life, and let me tell you, some of the ups and downs. It's been a roller coaster ride, but one I wouldn't trade mm-hmm. in for anything in the world. <laughs> mm-hmm. I feel the same way. I I just love it. And then when you get the feedback from people who have been on the show, some people have been on my show, and that same show they put it in their media packet, and it has landed a uh, mag- landed them on magazine covers. And I'm I'm thinking, wow, you were one conversation away telling the world what you're all about. How did you overcome and and write your book? How did you step out and actually launch that business? And or maybe I host a panel discussion, and somebody takes a listen, and they pluck that person out and the next thing they know they're into some life-changing events that kind of thing right there that's super to me that is so oh i love it oh it's special it does a lot for me yeah it's definitely special i i i i can totally understand your feeling in that regard there are so many radio shows or, or podcasts that we do um that i do specifically where you know, I'll bring on a, a person who wrote this awesome book, you know, whether it be, you know, in the, in the business or entrepreneurial world or health and wellness or, you know, whatever the case may be. But, you know, I remember having conversations with people that, you know, at first I thought, hey, this is an interesting concept. Let's have this conversation. But, you know, you walk away from that engagement with so much more than just a conversation, right? I, mm-hmm. I think that when you're able to connect with somebody on a level, that you can have meaningful conversations uh, where 
you both get to learn something from one another. Um, it's the ultimate networking tool, right? Doing a podcast or a radio show, absolutely the ultimate networking tool. You know, it's yeah. so much easier to reach out to some influential person and tell them, hey, I'd love to have you on my radio show or I'd love to have you on my podcast. Let me pick your brain about who you are and what you do, you know, versus, you know, um, your old school elevator pitch or a LinkedIn message trying to connect mm-hmm. with somebody. There's so much, so much more substance in the, in the space of, of that. But every time I do a show, every time I do a podcast, and, I, and I'm sure you feel the same way, I feel like I walk away with a newfound bit of information that I can absorb and make it part of me, um, You know, especially when I'm talking to people who are experts in early childhood development and I got a six-year-old at home, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. and you're like, oh, I, I didn't even think about that. Uh-huh. Uh, but making those connections have just been um, almost like platinum or gold, you know, little nuggets of information that I've been able to use. And one of the reasons why I continue to do this show, and I'm sure the reason why you do yours is, you know, simply being able to have a human connection. And especially right now when we're dealing with, uh, you know, the pandemic and, you know, COVID-19 and people locked away, I think now more than ever, uh, it's important that each person finds their voice and finds mm-hmm. a way for them to articulate some of the uh, the issues that they may be having or the, uh, the joys that they're having, the things that are advancing in their lives and be able to share that with other people so they can take note. You know, I totally agree with that, Ryan. I listen for, we're not all technical how to do. We are big on inspiration. And there's one woman that came onto the show. And every time I think about her, it just makes me rah, rah, rah. Lee Janes, she came from a terrible, terrible childhood growing up in the system. And it looked like everything was against her and her attitude was just terrible. And she was quite abrasive, but it was her defense mechanism. But that woman went on and she became, she went on to serve our country and she brought home the bronze in wrestling and just a phenomenal story I will never forget her never ever ever and it's those type of things that when I think that I have it bad or I think that oh woe is me because something's not working out right I think about some of the stories that it's the inspiration that gets up under your skin and you you're just never ever the same the technical part yeah you appreciate that but it's those stories of inspiration that just oh my god they change me <laughs> they really do yeah, that's very well said. I'll 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 refer back to uh, my episode that dropped uh, on Friday last week, which was called "Finding Your Warrior's Heart Frequency" with Teddy Lanier, and uh, Teddy was. Uh, a special forces operator for 18 years, you know, um, green beret, highly decorated, uh, all over the place, but he had a substance abuse problem, uh, that he had never taken the opportunity to deal with and to sit down and have a conversation with somebody, you know, who's this big, tough, you know, badass kind of guy who shoots guns and was in the military and all of those things. And really, you know, have him reach down in his soul and have a conversation that had nothing to do with his masculine and so much to do with his feminine and, you know, him being able to share his story of hope um, and knowing that people that are going through similar situations, whether it be, you know, addiction or PTSD or whatever the case may be that, you know, here he is a beacon of hope for those other people. And just Mm -hmm. to be able to have that conversation with him and bring that to the listeners of finding your frequency was just like the utmost 
uh, pleasure for me as a human being because I thought that the story that he told, the things that he talked about were of such substances of substance and, and such importance, especially if, if you're a veteran of the military that, you know, why would you not allow him to be on your show and tell the story uh, and learn about warrior's heart and these nice uh, men and women who work together to help uh, the community of individuals that have fought for us as Americans to mm-hmm. provide us with freedom and put their lives in, in line and and seeing what we're doing for them was was just so helpful and it's just one of you know many interviews or many stories that we have I'm sure just as you do on on your program uh, that just really highlights the human nature and the human spirit and makes me feel really, really good about doing what we do. Oh, I hear you. I agree. Totally agree. Mm. So, Margo, when you're doing your particular program uh, and you're you're bringing on people who have successfully reinvented themselves, um, you know, let's talk a little bit about that. What kind of uh, reinvention stories are you hearing? I know that your your uh, podcast is focused on you know kind of some of the boomers and Gen Xers. Um, how are people that are um, in that age range? How are they reinventing themselves like you did? I'm finding that quite a few people are interested in getting their story out. People ask me about podcasting quite a bit, and this has really happened in. I don't know, the last nine months in particular, because I when I listen to a person's story, I immediately see opportunity to share what you're doing. If you're selling insurance, I always tell people why everybody has uh, questions. Why don't you form a podcast and do a series of FAQs? You can use it in your newsletter. You can use it as a I don't know, just an ebook or something. So I always hear things in podcasting and I always give people these ideas. So then I have people coming back asking me about podcasting and people, uh, quite a few people want to get the word out about their story, uh, their, what they're doing, a product or a service by way of a book. Can I tell you about one gentleman in, um, he's back in Illinois and I forget what part of Illinois. He was a former, he reached out to me and he really wanted to get his story out. Former um, St. Louis, former St. Louis police officer, but he came up on the rough side of the mountain and at one point he was he had to choose, do I go with family or do I go with my profession? When he found out some about some um, information, got some information about a crime that was being committed. So he chose family. And I guess when you are part of law enforcement, if you know about a crime, you have to say something no matter what's going on. And long story short, he ended up, he said that morning he was putting people, handcuffs on somebody, putting them in lockup, and by seven o'clock that night, the feds had him. Fascinating story. He had to tell his story. He had had to come out and write his book, he said, because he wanted to clear up his legacy for his wife. He had lost, he went to federal penitentiary, lost his wife, lost his family, and this was a part of rebuilding his credibility and rebuilding his life. Just a, he wrote the book in nonfiction form, but really and truly it was really a reflection of of his life. I found that to be totally, totally fascinating. So people are approaching me about writing their book and telling their story. 
much more than I've ever encountered. Yeah, and I, I think I mentioned this earlier. I mean, especially now, you know, here we are in, in May of 2020 and there's a lot of people who have been stuck at home because of this whole COVID thing. And, mm-hmm. you know, you, you, you have a lot of time to reflect, right? A lot of time to, you know, seek some guidance internally for yourself and make some decisions on, you know, is what you're doing really the thing that you want to do or the thing that you're called to do? Um, and when you, when you sit down and think about it, I mean, you know, nobody, nobody wants to live life for somebody else. You know, nobody wants to, you know, work a nine to five and, you know, make a median income that ultimately gives the owner CEO, you know, a million dollars to go buy 10 homes and a bunch of cars. And you're sitting over here driving a Volkswagen or whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. and so I think being an entrepreneur and writing that book and kind of, you know, what I like to say is taking that leap of faith, right? Like if you were a pirate, my last name's Treasure, so arg, when you walk the plank, right? And you walk right over the edge and you don't know what's gonna happen. And oh my yeah. goodness, I landed on my feet, yeah. right? Uh, you know, it's kind of an amazing story when you get to hear from people when they, you know, have dealt with adversity and they say, you know what? I'm going to summon the intestinal fortitude to jump out and, you know, take that leap of faith. And when you find out that they took the leap of faith and they landed on their feet and not on their head, I just want to applaud them. (laughs) Yeah. And a lot of people I'm finding, you know, we hear about the unemployment situation and it is brutal. It really, really is. But I choose to think. And when someone brings it to me, I say, you know what, take another look at that. It really, really could be a a opportunity for you. For most people, it's an opportunity to to really find that intestinal grit and and make that pivot, that change, reinvent themselves, and and actually do something different. I mean, if your employer is not going to call you back, what do you have to lose anyway? You know, you have to look at it that way. And if a person wants to get into podcasting, they really don't have to spend a whole lot of money to get into this industry. It's just a matter of, do you want to do it? And as you said earlier, Ryan, uh, if you can identify your why, this is one one industry that, hey, we're gonna need copy people to do uh, content writing. The industry needs people to do photography. The industry needs people who are going to edit the uh, audio and the video. So this, I think that this is a perfect time for people to make that shift. And I don't say pivot to reinvent yourself, see what opportunities are there. And just as you say, walk the plank, dive right on in. Because if you don't, you will never know. You'll never know. And that's not, that's not good. We gotta stop for just a second and talk about an awesome product. And when I say awesome product, I mean awesome because I just used it. I used it yesterday. I used it every other day. I'm bald and I know having a good set of razor blades is amazing. And now is not the time to overpay for razors at the drugstore. Harry knows sometimes it's better to stay inside. That's why they ship directly to you so you can experience the quality of a Harry shave in just a few days from the convenience of your own home. What I really love about it are their shave gels, the low prices. It's just amazing. Join the 10 million people who have tried Harry's and claim your special trial offer by going to harrys.com forward slash frequency. That's harrys.com forward slash frequency. And why Harry's, you ask? Because it's awesome. I'm a bald guy, like I said before, and I know razors. And I know this product. It's fantastic. Harry's is a return to the essential. Quality, durable blades at a fair price. Just two bucks a blade. That's right, two bucks. They've cut out middlemen. They have a great German blade factory that's been honing precision blades for a century. 
That means you get a high-quality blade at factory direct prices. You can feel good about your purchase, 100% quality guarantee. If you don't love your shave, let them know. They'll give you a refund. And 1% of the proceeds are set aside for nonprofit organizations devoted to helping provide access to better health care for men and veterans. You guys know Finding Your Frequency. We love to support the veterans. Exclusive offer for listeners of Finding Your Frequency. Listeners of this show can redeem their Harry's trial set at harrys.com forward slash frequency. You'll get a weighted ergonomic handle for a firm grip, five blade razor with a lubricating strip and a trimmer blade, rich lathering shave gel with aloe to help keep your skin hydrated, and a travel blade cover to keep your razors dry and easy to grab on the go when it's time to do it. Go to harrys.com forward slash frequency and start shaving better today. They say the term, the grass is not always greener, right? But Mm -hmm. if you never take a step to the other direction, you'll never know. Yeah. You know, I I think, I think that people get so, they get so accustomed to the normalcy of a nine to five and the comfort of, you know, I'm, I have a salary. I know I'm going to get paid every two weeks. Um, But I think sometimes it's safe, safe, but Mm -hmm. sometimes you got to step out of the monotony and into the noise in order to kind of expand your horizons. It's almost like, you know, something I I tell my daughter all the time. She's only six, but I tell her, I said, if you don't ever put yourself into uncomfortable situations, how will you ever grow? Mm -hmm. And I think that's the same way with your personal life, with your business life, you know, whatever you want to learn, you know, maybe, maybe you were working at a corporation and you were a great marketer and a great copywriter. Um, like you mentioned, those are all necessary skills in the realm of podcasting that are extremely important. Even if maybe you're not doing your own podcast, maybe you make your services as a copywriter or mm-hmm. a photographer available to other podcasters and you know you can help them write their show notes and help them come up with creative titles for their episodes that are you know based on uh, you know key search terms that you're seeing around the web or things that might be trending on Twitter. Uh, you know yeah. those are a lot of things that I, I talk to you know, the people I work with when we're producing shows about, you know, how do you come up with great titles and how do you do all those things? And, you know, there are some industry secrets as it comes uh, uh, to know some of those elements in creating, you know, the show notes, the titles, you know, what is it, what does it look like or what does it feel like? um, Right. Especially when, when you go on Apple iTunes and the only thing that you have to go from when you want to choose something to listen to is a description and a picture. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> you better you better darn well have a really good description and a really nice picture that denotes what your content is about, because in the sea of one million podcasts, you have to set yourself apart from the other people in order to gain traction and get above those 80 yeah. percent who never see, you know, more than 10,000 downloads or something. Uh, yes. Got to really yes. just put yourself out there. It gets kind of tough, but you know what you have as gets back to to uh, finding your frequency you have once you find it then the rest is going to come but you have to find that frequency wherever it is whatever it is and just do it and be consistent you know the numbers will come if you are consistent maybe some people in this life will never get a, a million downloads I don't know maybe some people aren't even going for that number maybe they have other things on their agenda but what I say whatever you're doing 
do it with consistency because if you are consistent, that means your passion is there, your fire is there, you are when things change and new opportunities come, you're going to be right there ready to walk into them as uncomfortable as they may be, but you are going to be the one that um, can step up into that opportunity and man oh man does that ever feel good when when people from voice america or ryan uh calls you and ask about a an interview or you are able to reach out to other people for an interview man that feels that feels tremendous i, I can't even explain it to people i just get real passionate about that i mean that that thing of consistency what it does for your confidence and and just your your posture in the industry it's amazing it really is yeah, you, you make a really good point. And that's one of the things that we talk to people about all the time in the space of radio shows and podcasting is consistency. You know, I have people ask me all the time, well, what if I just do one show a month? And I'm like, well, you can do one show a month if you want, but it's not going to get you where you want to go. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's it's almost like, you know, it's it's the it's like uh, podcasting is like the audio version of Netflix, right? You you go mm -hmm. on Netflix and people are like, oh, look, there's 15 episodes or or whatever in the in a given season, and there's five different seasons. Well, when you go to see that, you're like, I'm gonna watch all of them, and and I know I don't know about you, Margot, but I, I myself and my wife have found ourselves many a times on a Saturday afternoon, uh, going, oh, well, we just watched seven episodes of one particular show that we never watched before, and it was really interesting. The first one got us hooked, and now we're listening to all the episodes and I think the same thing happens to podcasting but you have to be consistent and passionate in, in what you're doing and in your messaging in order for you know people to you know for lack of a better term I guess to get hooked on on your content Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I'm finding also, Ryan, be true to your subject matter. If you're off on on tangents, you know, and you have this person and that person and things that don't even bring you the listening audience back to your main focal point, which you really want to give them, then that gets confusing. So I find that if I'm true to myself, if I'm podcasting from the inside out, then I'm going to make sure that my guests, they align with the message that I am known to give out to everyone. And that will that will provoke some binge listening. You know, yeah. who's next? What else are they saying? Or somebody will recognize a name or something like that, and they'll binge listen. Can I can I ask you a quick question? Absolutely. I'm wondering, you know, this thing of names. Now, everybody, go after the big names. Go after the big names. I know that we have to, but what's your take on every episode has to be a big, amazing outstanding every household knows that name what's your take on that well um so i've done this show for four years i've done well over a thousand interviews um and maybe only one or two percent of them have been big people um mm -hmm. one of the things especially with staying true to the show finding your frequency um I'll give you an example. Uh, early on in the show, we had Sharon Lecter on, right? She's a rich dad, poor dad advisor to Robert Kiyosaki. They've done, you know, an umpteen number of things together. Very well-known uh, person in the financial services industry. Uh, so I'm sure you've heard of uh, Sharon Lecter. We've also interviewed Robert Kiyosaki and some of the rich dad advisors and in, in, in lots of those spaces as well. And mm -hmm. uh, as much as it is great to hear what they have to say, you know, these guys are already millionaires and have a bunch of money in their pockets. So they've, they, they tell a great story 
story of how they found their frequency and they can share their um, their trials and tribulations. But for the most part, I don't think that a lot of those higher end guests really resonate with your average listener. And so sometimes it's sometimes it's better to find somebody who's in the middle of a transition, not somebody who's already completed that transition. So that way those listeners can understand, you know, the the real life brevity of what's going on rather than, you know, somebody preaching it who has already gone through the ups and downs and they're on the upside of the end part of their game, so to speak, versus somebody who's in the middle of dealing with the trials and tribulations. Um, and so I, w- I would say, yes, it's great to have some of those larger uh, people on your show to help bolster your audience. And, you know, hopefully they'll share their your show and, and their appearance on your show to their network. And hopefully that will help to bring on some additional listeners. But again, staying true to your show and staying true to yourself doesn't necessarily mean bringing on a lot of big folks Um, and sometimes you know I like to highlight people who I feel who are making ripples in the world. I'll give you an example. The woman locally here in Arizona, Scottsdale, her name is Shana Weisinger. She owns a company called Repurpose House. Um, Mm. Nobody knows who that is. Well, I do and she's amazing and she owns like 12 different companies and she helps podcasters like you and I to repurpose their content to make more Mm. use of that content and nobody even knows who she is because she's not focused on herself she's focused on her brand of repurpose house and she doesn't walk around talking about how she's been successful she talks about how repurpose house can help other people and so sometimes when you flip that story around and it's not so focused on the person but the entity and giving somebody a tool of value bringing those to the table I think are just as much uh, of good information for the listener as it would be if you're talking to Robert Kiyosaki on real estate investing and how to how to how to build your portfolio. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I'm glad you said that because I feel the same way. I came into podcasting feeling the same way. There are so many amazing people and people that are passionate and as Les Brown says, they are hungry doing what they're doing. They are driven and their their stories, their their transparency just light you up in a way that a person that's been there, done that, ho-hum, ho-hum, it's it's like just a totally different conversation altogether. So thanks for answering. I just thought I'd ask you that. Yeah, yeah, no problem. I'm, that's that's something that I get asked all the time. I'm, part of my job at Voice America is I I work with up and coming radio show hosts and podcasters, and I give them you know training in the aspect of you know managing a time clock for for radio, right? And how to go into and from commercial breaks, how to have a, a a candid conversation or an interview with somebody who really touches on the who, what, where, when, why, and how aspect of who they are, why they do what they do, all of those things. But again, just like you said, it's it always comes back to the same thing of finding your frequency. That's why the first question we always ask is about how you found your frequency because without that story, without that information, without allowing the guest to tell us who they are and where they came from and why they do what they do, it it it's a, it's a detriment to the show and to the program itself because that's what it's about. It's about bringing those stories to light, just like your story, right? You, you, you did all this at 61 years old. There's probably people who listen to radio programming or listen to this podcast right now going, what? She was 61 years old and she just decided to jump off a cliff and pull a parachute and get out of the corporate world and go off and do her own thing. You know, a lot of people when they're 61 years old, they're thinking about, okay, this is the last 10 years of my career life. Let's start planning for retirement. Where are we going to go? Let's go to Boca Raton. Are we going to go to Scottsdale, Arizona, right? Whatever the case may be. But you're like, nah, I'm just getting started. And I love that. Really? 
I'm just getting started. I mean, I'm a, I feel as though when I listen to how long Voice of America has been around, I know that I'm a baby in this um, arena. But what I always tell people is you have to get started somewhere. So if you're 14 years old and you have this burning, searing passion, do it. If you're 65 or 70, do it. Because I always heard that we are supposed to go to our grave empty. And I find the older I get, the more stuff I have in me to give out to people, more <laughs> wisdom and a lot of fears are not there. And I have a grandson that I love dearly, but grandma is not the kind of grandma that's supposed to uh, rub his little head and be grandma and babysitter, all of that. Grandma is here to be a podcaster, to teach other people how to podcast so that they're not so fearful, so that they understand that if that woman can do it, I sure can do it. And I teach people, I give them everything that I have with all of my heart. I really, really do. Because I just love it. I believe that this industry and this world is so rich when we tell our stories, when we are authentic. We're not, as my mama said, popping our lips with our cootie guas. But when we are, yeah, oh yeah, she was big on that. But when we are telling our story, I could come on here and, you know, a lot of people say, oh, you don't even look like you're 66 years old. Well, I don't feel like 66 years old. I don't sound like 66 years old, but it's a part of my story. Why would I hold it back from anybody when I know that because of what's going on in this world right now, there are some boomers who are not going to have jobs after this pandemic is as we are going through, as we are reorging, they're not going to be called back. Things are not going to things are not going to fall into place for them, and they're going to need to know that it's okay. You have uh, there are choices that you can make, and if I can make a choice, I'll help you make a choice. If you want to write a book, you want to become a podcaster, you want to become an entrepreneur. Do I know everything? No, but I sure know a lot. And what I don't know, I know those who can take you on, as my mama also said, to the river. That's for sure. Yeah, it's it's kind of similar to having a conversation with a very successful entrepreneur and them saying, I'm not the smartest person in the room, but what makes me smart is that I surround myself with people who are smarter than me, right? Yeah. It's the same idea with, with you. And I feel the same way about the the things that I, I work on. You know, I'm not the smartest person in the world. I can guarantee you I will outwork you. That, that mm -hmm. That's for sure. Right. I may not be the smartest guy, but I have a work ethic that's that's second to none. And if I don't know something, number one, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to tell you that I don't know that. But I'm also going to follow that up with saying I don't know that right now, but I will find out and I will get back to you because um, that's my mission. That's what I do. I mean, I, I, I absolutely crave and love. Um, I don't want, I don't call them uh, uh, problem solving, but challenge solving. Right. You bring a challenge mm -hmm. to the table. We help you solve that challenge, whatever it may be. Um, yeah. and, 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 and this radio show, your, your podcast, those elements of, of what we both do in this particular sphere, I think are so highly aligned and their frequencies are vibrating together because you, you, you bring that reinvented person to the story. Uh, and I'm bringing people to the table like yourself who are talking about your success and, and how you're helping other people because ultimately you have to serve in order to get to a point of, uh, being seen as a thought leader or um, a leader in any kind of space. You can't, you yes. can't get there without service. 
Yes, I totally agree. And so many people, they want to get into this thing of podcasting. And I've, I've had to correct people. And, uh, you know, they, 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 they kind of got offended, but they thought they're thinking that they're going to go ahead and build this great podcast out. Yeah, I can help you do that. But you, they're, what they are going to charge people, what they are going to do with people, uh, the, the shortcuts that they are going to take with people, I just totally do not agree with that. Don't come into this industry tarnishing <laughs> what people have poured their blood, sweat, tears, and heart and passion into it. But I see so much um, I see so much going on these days that I just really don't like. It's not authentic. People are doing things for all the wrong reasons, and serving is the, the last thing that they want to do. Serve me is what they're in it for, but how can I serve you? You don't even hear that come up in so many conversations. You know, I just, I, I totally agree. Yeah. When you serve, service puts you in a alignment with those that uh, you are supposed to meet. That's the bottom line. Yeah, it is. It's 100% the bottom line. I don't know how many times I've had a conversation with somebody and I asked them, why do you want to do a podcast? And their answer is, I want to make money. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm like, <laughs> I don't even know if I can work with you. <laughs> yeah. You know, because if, if that's where you're coming from, from the get, from jump, from day one, uh, it, you, you can't. You, that's not the way to do it. Or uh, I've even worked with large Fortune 500 companies and I, I asked them, well, why do you want to do a radio show or a podcast? And they say for lead generation. Mm-hmm. And I'm going, nope, not going to work. I've done mm-hmm. that. Been there. Done that. Doesn't work. You, you can't you can't put a gate in front of your podcast and expect people to give up their information for something that they can go get elsewhere for free. Mm-hmm. You're right. You are completely right. And those fallacies have those uh, that's misinformation that really has to be dealt with because that, that get those folks out of the way so that we can make room for those that are coming into the industry uh, correctly with all the right expectations, the, the expectations. I think that when you come into this industry with the correct, uh, you're here to serve. You're here to see opportunities and connect and collaborate with people for the furtherance of a, of a uh, thought or a service or a product or a movement. Then that that kind of that kind of thing makes room for the monetization. It makes room for your advancement. But when you come in once again, come in incorrectly, then you're going to say, "Oh, they were a charlatan. They took my money. They said that this was the podcasting was going to get me here, and it didn't." You know, then they're going to throw it all back on you, and you know. Those promises should never have been made from the very beginning. That's my thought. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. I mean, I've, I've like I, you and I were talking about this earlier. I've been in, I've been in this space uh, since 1999. Voice America launched in 1999, and wow. for the longest time, right? We we didn't we didn't even have the word podcast because iPhone or um, the the uh, the pod devices were not even you know, around yet. We were still walking around with flip phones <laughs> back then, <laughs> you know, it was, mm-hmm. it was right after the dot-com bomb. Right. And, and a lot of, a lot of uh, website companies went corrupt, uh, bankrupt and you had Y2K happening and everything was uncertain, yes. you know, and here we are this little podunk broadcaster in Phoenix, Arizona, you know, mm-hmm. doing, doing radio shows live on the internet and, you know, just 
the reason why it spurred and why it's become such a big thing is because it wasn't started because, hey, let's see how much money we can make. It was started mm-hmm. as a service. It was started that said, you know what? We're doing regular radio, land-based radio. We have, you know, only a hundred mile square radius that we can reach of, of ears uh, that are listening to radio content. How do we get beyond that? Right. Yes. And so the yeah. idea was like, let's put it on the internet. It's new. It's awesome. People love the internet. A lot of more people are having computers in their houses. You know, this was mm-hmm. way before mobile was a thing. And, um, and then here we are today in 2020 and what we started so long ago has blossomed into its own industry, its own everything. Yes. And, you know, being able to go to, um, you know, even, even industry events and, you know, national mm-hmm. association of broadcasters for the longest time we were going to NAB as, uh, as broadcasters of internet content. And in the last three years, they now have a, a specific location and a specific area at NAB that is geared directly towards podcasters that they didn't have before. Um, Um, And seeing the growth in those spaces and seeing entities like NAB who manage, uh, you know, the the national products like CBS, NBC, ABC, very large broadcasting organizations and them seeing the fact that podcasting is to us to a state that they need to have a a separate area for podcasters to do podcasts at NAB was kind of like the, the switch for me where it was like, man, we finally we finally made it to where people understand what we do who we are, why we do what we do. And I've said this on panels. I've said this um, on discussions in at the, at the NAB as a panel member of the advanced advertising pavilion. And I will stick to this every day of my life. There is radio and podcasting will never go away because audio is the only digital medium that you can consume while you're multitasking because you can't watch videos while you do dishes. You can't watch videos while you're driving, but you can sure (laughs) as heck listen to a podcast about any time. I love it. That is so very true. And podcasts really are, they're the new, uh, I like to say the new encyclopedia. You learn everything and so many people are listening. They're listening on the trains. They're listening in the cars. I mean, you know, Southern California, all that traffic, that dreaded 405. uh, I'm I'm glad to see that podcasts are catching on the way they are. And it's good because you can binge listen. You can get it on demand. I mean, I remember being a kid. If you missed the episode on anything, (laughs) well, oh, well, it was on. Somebody was interviewed on a show and everybody was running around trying to catch it. But Hmm. if you missed it, the interview, oh, well, (laughs) it was fun, but we didn't hear it. You know? Yeah. That's so funny too, because, um, you know, I, I am, I'm, I'm in a weird generation where I'm not really a millennial and I'm not really a gen X, but I remember, Uh I remember running to the television and, and I remember having to tune the knob with the VHF and the UHF knobs and turn them left and right to try to get the signal to come in. And you know, then I'm, 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 I'm talking to other people uh, uh, and and they're like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, yeah, I remember that world. I remember when, you know, there was no internet. I remember with all uh-huh. of those pieces. And it's so funny to have those conversations because I was a huge Dukes of Hazard fan when I was a kid. Oh, and it was like, yeah. oh my God, I missed 10 minutes of Dukes of Hazard because I was out riding my bicycle, you know, and I, I didn't come home when the street lights came on. And I know I should have, but I played too long and my mom's yelling at me. And, you know, th- those times yeah. of 
have all have all just you know kind of surpassed us when you know now it's so easy to be like oh you missed dukes of hazard oh don't worry you can watch it anytime it's on demand on your on hulu yeah. or, or whatever yeah. the case and so um that's the reason why i do uh why i love voice america and what we do because yes we have the podcasting component but we also do we also do live programming and there's one thing that i love about live programming is it's the authenticity of doing live that you can't you can never capture uh, that's why when I do this show, like what we're doing, I know podcast people go in and they edit the, the bejesus out of them and they want to make mm-hmm. sure everything's perfect. I don't do that with mine ever. Mm-mm. The way that Me it either. gets, the, the way that it gets recorded is the way that it goes out because I want it to go out the exact same way that it would be if you and I were doing a live radio show on air right now. I hear you. That, that's the best going out. And some people, they want every, mm, uh, I, I've had the phone ring. I've had women, I've had my grandson come running in. I've coughed. <laughs> and I, I'll just go ahead and I was doing some t- uh, tutorials and I just coughed and I said, oh, I'm not editing this out. Nope, nope, nope. Welcome to live. Welcome <laughs> to real broadcasting. This is what it's like. And yeah. I just kept right on teaching. You know, I thought, I'm not. No. And, you know, I told everybody, I said, these are wonderful blooper moments. These are, this is what makes listening fun. This is what, this is what podcasting is all about. No, I'm not editing anything out. <laughs> and I, I didn't and I don't. Yeah, that's that's a hundred percent because I feel like you kind of lose that authenticity. Plus, if you if you allow your listeners to see you or hear you be vulnerable, that only humanizes you even more and makes people want to connect with you even more. I think if you're if you're constantly trying to remove your blemishes, you know that's like a pretty girl who wears makeup. Like you don't need makeup; you're already pretty. Just leave it alone. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I hear you. I hear you. And then when something I've also found is there are people that are used to doing interviews. And um, when something happens, then you can feel them cringing. <laughs> and uh, because there was one person in particular I was uh, having a conversation with, and I could hear him telling his office that, every, that he was getting ready. You know, he's really preparing and he went and closed his door, but he forgot to um, he forgot to unplug his phone so the person sent a call in his way and I could just feel him cringing and I and I then he lifted it up 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 the receiver and put it back down and I told him I said this is radio this is this is okay I said you know what we're going to keep on with our conversation and all is well and I could feel him relaxing and getting back into where he was before that happened because in his world he's used to everything just being uh, every dot every I is dotted and every comma is in the correct place and when that happened I could just feel him you know and it, it was really really good and he felt better he made reference to that later on you know thank you Thank you for addressing that. That made me feel a lot better. So, authenticity is everything. Yeah, I, I think authenticity is absolutely everything, especially when you're talking about doing a medium where no one can see you. Um, mm-hmm. And I always tell people too, like when you do a radio show or a podcast, people could tell whether you're behind the mic and you're smiling or not. You know, if, you, <laughs> yeah. if you're just sitting there, you're like, "Yes, I'm doing a radio show. I'm doing a pod." Like, well, no, I mean, have some fun. I mean, I think yeah. you, you and I have been recording for almost an hour here and we're, oh, we're talking yeah. about podcasting. We're talking about your radio show. That's her business, her voice, her conversation, um, the podcast that streams worldwide. Um, and 
you know, talking about reinvention and talking about all of these things. And I don't think for one moment you and I have had a second where there's been dead air. You know, there's never been any lack of engagement. And for those of you who are listening, this is exactly what podcasting and radio is all about. It's about making this connection. Margot and I never knew each other until today. And here we are, mm-hmm. you know, now now we're going to connect on LinkedIn and we're going to send messages back and forth. And we have a common interest yeah. in the space oh, yes. of podcasting. And I think that, you know, in the last 50 minutes that we've been talking we've easily been able to identify some awesome synergies that you and I have in the space of podcasting mm-hmm. and then also you know what we're trying to accomplish and um, that that leads me into you know what what you're working on is you're getting ready to launch the podcast academy or you just launched it today before we finish the interview I want to allow you the moment to, t- to talk to people about podcast academy where can they find out more information about your services and all that fun stuff okay after when I I'll take it back and I'll make it real quick. Two years ago, my uh, strategist says, "You know what? You really need to think about teaching podcasting." But I was not in the headspace to really do that. I just wanted to keep learning my craft and getting really sharp and and uh, so on and so forth. But when people started asking me in January about podcasting, and when um, I saw what was going on, I just thought wow, why don't you go ahead and create Podcast Academy Online? The name just came to me. Of course, I did a domain search. It was available. I bought it right away. It was like, boom, you're you're going home with mama. You know, so podcastacademyonline.com. I created, created it for the adult, and I teach people how to podcast from the inside out. And people say, what's that like, dude, inside out? The, you follow your gut you get to know who you are first, your why. What's that all, what are you all about? Because when you become a podcaster, you are the brand. How can you really effectively be a brand? How can you effectively identify your ideal uh, listener, your avatar, as they say, when you're really not in tune with yourself? And when I came into podcasting, I had some issues that I had to resolve. And in doing that, I got a better grip on myself. My confidence fell into place. So all of that inside work is what we look at so that you can go into your podcast with high energy. And and yes, then that spills over into synergy and you can do some amazing things with your podcast. So I teach all of that. It's not just the technical, but I I tell people I'll stand at the chalkboard with you. I will hold your hand. This Podcast Academy Online is a uh, monthly membership business model so that you can learn at your own pace. If it takes you a year to go from concept to launch, that's okay. No judgments on my part, but I'm always going to want to keep up with you and help you along the way. Once a week, we have a Q&A, and I, I just want to make sure that you meet success, but you first learn who you are, and then you incorporate awesome. all of that into the rest of, of your podcast career. And you know what? I'm think, finding your frequency. I'm finding that as you... I. Do this in increments. Finding your frequency reminds me of reinventing, uh, reinventing myself. And I really believe that you find it and then you have to stretch out and find it in another area, in a deeper area of yourself. So I really truly believe that reinventing yourself, your frequency, 
podcasting from the inside out is a lifelong journey for the amount of time that you do it because you owe it to yourself you owe it to your audience to keep growing and it's not just uh learning the technical part oh Oh, such good stuff margo really i gotta give you a round of applause for that yes 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 thank you margo love it thank you so much for joining us here on finding your frequency you guys can check out our podcast her business her voice her conversation anywhere the podcasts are found margo thank you for being on the show today we really appreciate you being on ladies and gentlemen if you have any questions comments or concerns about the radio program please shoot us up at uh, info at voiceamerica.com and also no matter where you're listening to the show give us five stars because five stars are better than four and margo and i we deserve it that's right right. thank (laughs) Thank you for tuning in everybody we'll talk to you guys next time right here on finding your frequency 